I'm eating a fucking salad for lunch. Hi, welcome to Queer Kids Play Anime. We're your hosts, Aradashi. Goth Brew. And this week we have a super special guest, our first dude on the podcast, Sean. Hello. Yo, what up? Um, and uh, this week we're talking about Bakano, a crazy 1930s time war immortality anime because that's a genre um so sean uh before we get into talking about your favorite anime of all time i have to know how are you gay and how did anime make you gay um well i am depending on who i'm talking to either uh bisexual or pansexual male and um anime made me gay at an early age watching Ooh. Ooh. all <laughs> right when i when i saw how much I was into like muscular men <laughs> with what? Dragon Ball Z. Okay, there we go. All right, <laughs> uh, Vegeta. Was that was Trunks? That? Oh, oh. Ooh. Okay, yo. Trunks is Trunks. Trunks is Trunks is a tasty motherfucker right there. Mm. Plus those yellow and blue or yellow and black boots. Well, I don't know what about them. I was like, those oh, are the coolest yeah. Velcro boots. Trunks has a. And he had a sword very attractive sense of justice and duty mm-hmm. um but also there's something nice about trunks because he he also kind of sucks mm-hmm. like like he he fails at pretty much everything except for showing up and destroying yeah. frieza right and then everything after he's like that, the weakest of the saiyans absolutely but um, he has a heart but he has a heart, a the best heart um i mean in, in a very similar way to gohan Right. Except Gohan's strong as fuck. Uh, uh, up until the end of the Cell Saga, and then he totally like takes a dive. Great Saiyan man. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. That's so. I actually stopped watching Dragon Ball Z because Do we I need hated... to record a different Dragon Ball Z podcast. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay cool. Clearly. All right. Well. <laughs> clearly, we have some feelings about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, but uh, another another time. All right, so Bakano, uh, yo, tell me, tell me about Bakano. Why, why did you pick Bakano as your subject? So Bakano is the anime that got me back into anime. Ooh. Um, cause I've, uh, I don't know, since I was like a teenager of, I was probably like sixteen or so, mm-hmm. and I watched Snatch the first time. It's Snatch. It's a Guy Ritchie film. And then mm. I watched Lockstock and Two the Smoking Barrels a couple of years later. And then I fell in love with the fiasco style of storytelling, which is like different points of view, different characters. None of them know each other and they're all doing their own things. And then there's a MacGuffin that they all like trip over. Cohen mm. Brothers movies. Cohen Brothers movies as well, though I think those are my least favorite of that style. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I'd been watching anime as like a tsunami adult swim, kind of like I would stay up late on Saturdays and watch whatever shows they had playing. But I had never gone out and been like, this is an anime that I'm going to sit down and watch on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had been freshly dumped and was in art school and uh, artist. Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> and was uh, one, uh, there was a girl in my class who uh, covered in tattoos and my first like alternate like alternative 
crush and i was like oh this is amazing what's happening and she was like here handed me this anime and was like watch it you uh the the quote-unquote main character reminds me of you and i know you like movies in this style Mm. i was like okay so i went home i watched it all in one day oh my god you do crushes crushes are awful (laughs) (laughs) and yeah i watched it all in one day and it's it's set during Prohibition era. Uh, most of the main characters are gangsters or mobsters from either New York or Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple eccentric characters doing other things. And there are three or four main timelines, if you include the 1711 mm-hmm. timeline is, as a main timeline. And... The most important timeline? I mean, technically. Where it all begins. Yes. <laughs> and technically, it's, yeah. So, and the show just cuts back and forth between all of these timelines. And then within all of those timelines, cuts back and forth between all the different characters' point of views. Mm-hmm. There is so, no beginning or ending, Carol. My God. I love, I was just so about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, it's just like, it, it was told, the, the show was given to me at exactly the right point in my life because this was the primary style of storytelling that I was enjoying at mm-hmm. this point. And it, I watched the dub because it was set in New York and I was like, this is an American, or this is an anime set in America and it would make more sense if I listened to it where they were talking in... Brooklyn accents and like old timey. The right. dub is really good. Yeah, I I debated. I watched it all um, before recording this, like a day before, mm-hmm. and um, like you do. I thought I started it on an English episode, and I thought about switching to Japanese just to see, like, compare. I was like, no, all these characters are like gangsters, and like they all talk a very specific way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dub's really good. Yeah, um, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but if there's a good dub, you should, and you don't speak Japanese, you should just watch the dub. Yeah, um, you'll get more out of it. You actually get to pay attention to the art, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm not trying to hate on someone for watching the dub. I know, you know, all you Japanese learning weebs out there that like, you know, watch the sub, live your best life. <laughs> However, if always, I think you should always check in on the dub, but especially if it's like a good quality one. Absolutely, and but you know, with that said, most dubs are awful. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to like the Attack on Titan dub and just being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> like, what is <laughs> what is wrong with the world?" Um, so uh, I mean, your story was like cute and all, but why? So what? What like emotionally moves you about Bakano? Um, when I watched this show, I looked almost exactly like Firo Prochenezo. <laughs> Um, like I had a mop, kind of almost round. Wearing haircut. a suit that's a little too big for you. Well, uh-huh. wearing clothes that were a little bit too big for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I was, and this is, I'm going to preface this was this is before the Milady era, but I had a trilby <laughs> that I would wear. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so and that was part of why I was handed this. It was like, you look like this character, you'll like this show, watch it. Right. Um, Ooh, a trilby in art school. Yeah, right? <laughs> Rough. Yeah. Don't worry, I dropped out quickly. Um, and the... I, my favorite shows generally include ultraviolence. 
and there's no violence in Bacchano. What? And <laughs> if it's not the point of the show, I like it even more. Mm-hmm. Because this is also right. like a funny character-driven mystery mm-hmm. where you're like, mm-hmm. what's all going on? And there are brutally horrible violent acts done to many, many characters. They don't hold back. No. And I was all about it. Well, I think in a big way, violence is a big point and mm-hmm. maybe even like the point of Bacano because... um. So again, immortality and anime spoiler, most mm-hmm. of the main characters are immortal, and by that I mean literally every single main character is immortal due Just to about. Yeah, pretty much during at least some of the timelines. Yeah. Um and the brutality of Bakano is like because all of the characters are immortal, mm-hmm. there's a level of brutality that you can go into mm-hmm. in Bakano that's grotesque and also doesn't matter, yeah. right? Because, you know, no matter, uh, like I think of specifically, there's like one time where the, my favorite character is like the little kid. Oh, Cheslom. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I, for me, like I think like the most brutal thing that happens is like the destruction of him at one point his legs stripped off on the train tracks absolutely and you know but then it it doesn't matter yeah because it grows back yeah because it just it grows back and you know there's a level of like torture porn Uh that like kind of comes through there and you and you get to kind of like relax in a certain way because you know like oh they'll be fine regrow um or (laughs) however it'll reattach yeah however it happens um you know i think of like different situations like you know people get like shot up and then you just like see all of the blood just Uh like sucking back into the body when zillard gets half the top of his head cut off yeah when he first drinks it and the they don't believe the devil and he's like cuts off the head right um so a big thing for me in anime um that i particularly enjoy uh semi recently uh, i watched erased it's like one of my mm-hmm. favorite anime of all time and i think bakano does a really good job of this too is actually allowing the smartness of its viewers to come through mm-hmm. uh so like a basic like idea behind bakano is that there's like a mismatched timeline um, and so you're frequently seeing things out of order. Uh, they tell you when it happens, but you know, as you're watching through a whole series, it becomes like hard to remember like which thing happens and which time. And um, and so that's one of the fun parts about Bacano is like going through and like trying to figure out exactly what's happening, who's happening to. You. Did this? Is this in the past? Like, is this in the future? Is uh, like how does this fit in with? the greater timeline yeah. and like, how do we move forward from here? Right. Um, like how, how do you like wrestle with that mm-hmm. as like a main concept? Right. Cause it's, it's done in different, uh, styles. Like the same studio made Dorara mm-hmm. after this and, 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 and it sort of, show up in, right. And, and it's it sort of, uh, they're immortal. I think I think Dorara is a inferior version yes. of Bakano, um, in many ways, but um, it was also way more popular in other like. There's like it's a lot more anime. Yeah, it's yeah. also set in Japan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so like, how do you, why, so why does that like particular, um, like style of like timeline shift, like work for you? I really like it because it's the kind of thing that when, especially if it's a show or a movie that you are excited about and you're showing to other people, they have to pay attention if they're going to watch it. It's Mm -hmm. not the kind of thing where you can sit there on your phone and have to pay attention and get it. Yeah. So, which, like, unless you're in a movie theater these days, you, you can't really expect that. People aren't, you can't be like, now everyone put your phones away, like, be good children and watch the TV and don't ask me questions unless it's, it's a serious thing that you need clarification on. But it's like, no, you need to watch this, and if you watch it, it'll start making sense at the time that the show intends it to start making sense. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that because I hate it when I realize that I'm watching something for the first time and I'm like lounging and I'm just sitting on my phone and not really paying attention. And I'm like, oh, like I, I still understand what's going on because it's not a complicated movie or show. And I wish it was complex enough that I wasn't able to pay attention mm-hmm. while sitting on my phone as well. So I mm-hmm. really like this style of thing because it lets you figure it out and you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And like, I got <laughs> sick of watching movies with my dad um, because he is the kind of person that will loudly guess and try and figure out what's going on to happen mm-hmm. in like upcoming scenes and things like this. And he's like, ah, the reason this is what isn't happening is because of this. And if I'd seen it already, it's like, dad, just, just watch it. Like, I'm not going to tell you what's happening. Just watch it. Right. And so I, I like it. Cause this is one of those shows where you just have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Gothbrew, uh, how, yeah. How do you, wrestle with timeline shifts and uh, fantasy elements? Uh, well, I, I definitely had a couple moments during mm-hmm. the show where I had to put my phone down and press back on the, on the, <laughs> on the controller to like rewind. Cause I like, like even it was even just missing the set. Like I, cause I could hear the dialogue, mm-hmm. but like missing the setting, mm-hmm. which is like when they switch from like, 1930 to 1931 yeah. like if you miss the date on the screen you're like oh no yeah you don't know where you're at um i really enjoyed it in this show i i do we talk about like timeline stuff before or maybe in this episode or you know, like in before in other episodes uh we haven't talked about timeline stuff a lot um like flashbacks for sure right um and in a big way like the timeline is flashbacks yeah and so that was um a big theme of to be heroin, right? It's like that entire series is done in flashback. But the way it feels in Bacchino <laughs> is different because it doesn't feel like a flashback, mm. um, which is an interesting like stylistic choice. It doesn't, yeah. Because well, then the entire the, show the would com- be a flashback. It's the complexity of the of the story. I think contributes right. to that in a big way. Yeah, because I I didn't re- even remember, or I remembered like. I held it in my head, but didn't think about it again until like the last couple of episodes where I was like waiting for the um, 
Carol and like mm-hmm. the the director Gustave Saint Germain, yeah. vice president of the Daily Days. <laughs> exactly. Um, waiting for them to show up again to like sandwich the show and end uh-huh. it. Um, and so the fact that the show like distracted me enough to just forget about how it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then she gets three points for her answer, and then they see the mouse get crushed by the car, and mm-hmm. and Gustav is somehow aware that that is the immortal mouse from earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. That guy's got connections, and he knows <laughs> entirely too many things. He might be immortal. Yeah. Also, who's the president of the Daily Days? If he's the like, vice. no one gets to oh, see no them. One gets the chief except editor, except for except for uh, Sugar, Sugar Cube, Cube. <laughs> and they're just watching him walk back. They're like. Wait, what? That was a great visual yeah, gag. So good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot um, of really good visual gags. It helps it not feel like flashbacks so much as there isn't really specifically a main character as such. So there's no primary storyline or timeline that you're really focusing on and everything else is answering the questions around it each mm-hmm. of them is as important as the others yeah i think that's somewhat true but i also think we're pretty clearly given Firo as mm-hmm. uh, our anchor uh and so if i had to point to a main character it's like pretty easy to point to Firo. um and i think that comes from that Firo also is the most typical protagonist mm-hmm. of an anime um, and so that becomes easy. Like you open up the show with uh, the scene with Firo. Um, and so uh, like he's a nice guy that can also handle himself because he gets his fingers cut off. But that was only after he was generous to the homeless man and right. gave him At, some money. Yeah. And so like you get to like vote for Firo in a big way. Um, where a lot of the other characters, like you, don't necessarily get to feel so good mm-hmm. about them. I mean, I think of like Dallas specifically. <laughs> oh, Dallas, because uh, he, who's only the worst? Yeah, um, but he's pretty uh, bad. But yeah, but uh, you know, I think a big thing that makes the timeline shift work is the complexity of mm-hmm. the characters. Then you do get to spend a lot of time with them, and they all have their own motivations and goals and uh, an appropriate amount of time is given to that so you don't feel like you're shortchanged mm-hmm. on anyone specifically and then that just leads to like who was your favorite character and like why why do they why are they so compelling for Vino. you Vino. yeah Firo used <laughs> to be my favorite character because he's just a genuine genuinely good person mm-hmm that still wants to be a capo for some reason. So right. there's something going on there. But uh, ever like since my second watch through mm-hmm. and onward, it's always been Claire Stanfield. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of said that as a joke. No, I really, I really like that character a lot. I really like him because I think it also plays back into what we were talking about earlier, where everyone is immortal except for the ones that aren't. And <laughs> no, but, but, um, a lot of the people that aren't immortal are still subject to either causing the ultraviolence or having it done to them and seeing kind of how they react to it. Like, he and Lad Russo are very, very violent people, and Lad also has his arm, like, 
at the, the first episode of the show when you see him waving around his, his weird bony stump and you're like, ah, and then you see other people heal and you're like, oh, this is just a guy that doesn't care that he has a weird bony stump now. Like, he's just handling that. Right. And Claire, with his whole, it, I don't need to be immortal. Like, I don't need to figure out why you're all immortal because I die. can't die. And, <laughs> right. like, I'm fully convinced of that, so it doesn't matter. And mm. so he, in even though he isn't alchemically immortal like the rest of them, he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm still immortal. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, just, he's he's so proficiently acrobatic. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> He's like, he's like if Robin, instead of becoming Robin, became an assassin. <laughs> I love it. How about you? Who's your favorite character, Gothry? Oh, gosh. Um, I want to say like, like a, a side character like Nice, because I really like Nice a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, don't, don't give her that. She's not a side character. She, her name is given in the, in the intro. That's like, true. She's a main character, just like everyone else is. She she is. Um, Boss likes to blow stuff up. She I would say she doesn't. Yeah, Nice or Chane also mm-hmm. is really good. Um, I just like all the women in the show. Yeah, I felt so bad for Chane when Claire tells her he loves her, and she's like, "No one has ever told me that they love me before. Not even, <laughs> Not my, even dad. my dad." And I'm like, "Every parent Who in this show is the worst." An experiment, right? Spoilers. Um, I mean, I think that's a so just based off of like you know you love all the women. Like how how well do you think Bakano treats its women? Um, yeah. I mean, not great. Like, there's Lua, who is it's said multiple times by Lad Russo that her only purpose in life is to be killed by him, and she doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Well. Right, but that's Lad's interpretation of her existence, not her actual purpose, right? Right, but she still doesn't get enough, like enough screen time or dialogue to refute it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Lad's also insane, and sure, um, yeah, she's not treated. Absolutely. The the uh, senator's wife and daughter are just hostages. Yeah, Chane was she was like a experiment by her dad i don't think it was specifically experiment, but. experiment so much as just an immortal had a baby and he was like it's it's getting older and i'm not and right and eventually she was like i want to protect you daddy but yeah and i want to protect you take away my voice so i never yeah. tell you a secret so she never talks or she can't talk and then her story is kind of sad her story is sad and then solved, quote unquote, solved by like getting married mm. to a guy. And then Miria is a like your token joke character yeah. who just repeats everything. I'm going like real deep into the. Yeah. No, Mir- Miria is effectively Isaac's hype man. <laughs> yeah, who just repeats everything um, Isaac says. And then Nice is like the one. I'm trying to think of anyone else. No. Oh, Ennis. Ennis. Who has a cool suit. Who has a cool suit, but is a homunculus created by the primary antagonist of the anime, Mm -hmm. um, who repeatedly says that she has no free will. Mm -hmm. Um, So what you're saying is is that Pacano 
is really great to to mm-hmm. in. Yeah, I just has like to, really d- deep, complex. I just wanted to run through all of those. Just for like the 1930s <laughs> was really great to its women. Um, but the, then there's Nice, who's like the the leader of Jacuzzi's gang mm-hmm. and uh, an explosives expert. Nice is great. So, so do you? You would say that you enjoyed Bacano. I did. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. How do you? Um, deal with that. I mean, I feel like we go back to this a lot when we talk about like tropes. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of you just put up with it because that's yeah. It's just like and like and that's different for everybody. Like there are people who just like like <laughs> they'll just stop watching a show at the first sign of a of a thing that like doesn't sit right with them, and that's right. totally fair. Um. But yeah, I just yeah, you just numb to it. I just numb to it. Yeah. I mean, like I I have a critical enough eye to like see it, acknowledge um, that it is happening. Yeah, um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think about it much during the show. Hmm. Um, I also spend a lot of time really like emotionally invested in like the action. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm. there's a, there's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on in Bacano. Um, and if you're telling a compelling story, like even if you're not necessarily be- the best to all your characters, especially along a gender divide, it's easy to ignore it for like the greater for the overall arc. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so do you? Would you still recommend Bakuno to people at this point? Yeah, I yeah. would. I think it's worth watching. Yeah. What's your What's your TLDR? Bacano is something you should put on your list. Man, you always put me on the spot for these. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's like you signed up for a podcast to talk about your feelings about anime. Right? <laughs> um, okay, I guess my, my TLDR would be um, Bacano is a great character-driven drama with a, a mystery to solve. Um, and it's really easy to be drawn in by by that mystery mm-hmm. um, and learning more about the characters and and putting the pieces together in a completely like nonlinear order was really engaging. Do you have a TLDR for Bacano, Sean? Um, I mean, it's a fiasco mobster anime about immortals. It. I. I wish more shows had that fun of a story combined with that level of ultraviolence. Right. Yeah. I. One of the things that. And also really good jazz music. Oh, yeah. Very good. A great opening. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that before the podcast about how the opening for Bacano is like one of like the great anime openings. It's so good. Um. I think a big thing that I think about Bakuno is that there's like a severe underappreciation for actually how difficult it is to pull off Bakuno's story and that it's really easy for it to feel like rushed or troped or um, just like not good, doesn't feel good. Um, and I think about Durarara specifically, um, which is like 
it, it follows a similar style, but just doesn't. But it is rushed and it is trumped, right? And it doesn't feel good. Yeah, and it and it doesn't feel as good as Bacano, and that's one of the reasons why I was happy to do this episode. Is but I had a great mascot, oh, cute, <laughs> cute mascot. Um, not to not to just shit on Dorara the whole time. No, it's no. a perfectly fine anime. It's just that motorcycle, motorcycle ladies hot. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what really elevates Bakuno to one of like the classic anime in my mind is because like it's so hard to do and to have successfully pulled it off, even with the caveat that there's like three episodes in Bakuno that feel a little weird because mm. there's a sudden shift in timeline but then they i think those are technically an ova um but it it's the only time in the whole series that they stick to a timeline so hard um and so you're not really sure what's going on but outside of that that's like the one real flaw that i have with with bacchino um in a storytelling perspective outside of you know the way it treats its characters and how we need to be maybe a little bit better about that yeah. Um, sweet. Well, thank you for coming, Sean. Thank you for uh, having me. Is there anything me. that you're looking forward to in the future in this anime weeb world that we live in? Um, I am not uh, really up to date on what's coming out right, right now. Cool. So I and anything. Uh, I'm excited to check out the. Uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Oh yeah! <laughs> when that comes out, just to see what that's like. I'm interested in the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters tournament mm. show that comes out, which also it isn't canon. Right. And oh, then, Dragon Ball um, Heroes is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one, yeah. Dragon Ball Heroes, and the uh, Yu Yu Hakusho movie. I'm yeah. gonna try that. Yeah. See how that goes. Uh, is there anything you're looking forward to in the nearby future? It seems it seems there'll be a Dragon Ball themed episode in the in the upcoming future. Mm-hmm. But um, looking forward to uh, playing Dragon Ball Fighter Z yeah. with Aradashi. Yeah, it's coming out on the Switch on the soon, Switch. So, because um, I need more things to play on that, that's why I'm getting it Yo, for that console. What's up? Um, uh, the Kamori Con. I've probably mentioned it before. It's still coming up it'll be coming up for the next few weeks until october mm-hmm. um i'm excited to go to that <clears throat> starting a new job yeah there you go. new job yeah. new job hype um i'm excited for that sweet yeah um i mean most of the stuff that i'm looking forward to are also just things that i've talked about a little bit um angle moas um cells at work and planet with are animes that are currently airing that have like pretty solidly held up um and i don't know if i'm going to talk we'll talk about them on the podcast or not but uh i still recommend that you watch them regardless um especially if you like period pieces uh angle Moas is particularly good um and cells at work is literally the reason why anime is the best genre of all time so <laughs> um yeah, well, uh, I I really appreciate all y'all being here. Me too. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to listen to this next <laughs> week. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thanks again, Sean, for joining us to talk about Bacchano. 
A special thanks to our producer, Clara, and to June Bernie for doing our sound tech and making all our music. You can find more of her music at soundcloud.com slash Bernie. You can email us your questions or comments at queerkidsplayanime at gmail.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at QK Play Anime. Tune in next time when we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh!